Mark chapter number 7, Mark chapter number 7, this evening, I thank God for how he orchestrates a service. I'd ask Brother Joe if he'd sing for us this evening, and didn't know that he would sing that song, but boy, it just hit right where the Holy Spirit wanted us to be. And leading into this, I'll be honest with you, there's times that we get into direction and we think that we are really doing what we're supposed to be doing and we're not even in the ballpark. But then there are times where we just stay at the feet of Jesus. Stay persistent at his feet. I know that how many of you prayed for years for something and still hadn't really seen the answer that you think? Yes, all over. Be honest with you, there's times that we pray and there's times that we go to the feet of Jesus Christ and we make our petitions known and there are times that we just feel like, Lord, why haven't you answered yet? Or why haven't you moved yet? And this lady, the Syrophoenician lady that we are going to look at this evening, just stayed at the feet of Jesus. As a matter matter of fact, there is a a lady in 1952 that her name was Florence Chadwick and she attempted to swim. Now, I don't know how in the world, why you would try to do this, but swim 26 miles from an island, a Catalina Island off the coast of California to the coast of California. She was going to attempt to to swim that 26 miles. I can hardly get across a pool, praise the Lord. She's going to try to do that, and she was swimming with all of her might, and after 15 hours, she's finally had the boat that was going along beside of her. She said, I I give up, I'm tired, and there's fog that has settled in, and I can't see the shoreline, I can't see what's going on, so I'm just going to quit, go ahead and pull me up out of the water, and then only to find, Brother Earl, she was one mile from the shore. Swim 25 miles, made it as far as she could, but because of the circumstances that were around her and she couldn't see the answer. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, when we pray, the circumstances around us and everything that's going on, and I'll be honest with you, the devil himself and the demons of hell that try to attack us, we just can't see that we're so close. And I just want to encourage you tonight that you continue on to be as persistent as you possibly can be in your prayer life. To continue on and to say, uh, devil, you may be fighting me, you may be going against me, but I'm going to stay persistent at the feet of Jesus Christ. There may be circumstances in your life tonight that seem to be going contrary to what's going on and what you're praying for, but stay persistent at the feet of Jesus. See, sometimes we do this in our own spiritual life and we think that God is our calling card and He should just answer as soon as we make our request. May I remind you that God is sovereign. God answers when He wants, how He wants, and has the authority to do so because He is the sovereign God of this universe. See, not now is an answer. When I became a parent, I found out that no is an answer. As a matter of fact, it is a complete sentence. No. You don't have to say why. You don't have to say anything else. 
thank, and, and thank God we can say that as a parent too, because I said so. You get that license when you become a parent, praise God. But God is sovereign and, and not now is an answer, no is an answer. And we just need to settle in at the feet of Jesus Christ and just keep on praying and praying and praying until, until we pray through. Just one prayer away. We could be just one prayer away from getting that answer that we've been longing for and begging God for all along. And I'll be honest with you, when we look at this, when we look at verse number 24 with me, and I, I, I know I'm going, I'm kind of going sideways here, but I am getting to my text. Chapter number 7 in the book of Mark, verse number 24. Look what the Bible says. And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it. The world that we live in, we don't understand that. Everybody wants to be known today. (laughs) Oh, be careful, Brother Shane. Everybody wants to be known. Everybody wants likes. Everybody wants to have... Hits on the internet. I, I don't know what, what whatever it is. I, I don't understand it all myself. Everybody's looking for that, and and they sometimes people are getting their approval from how many people like their photo that they posted. And your worth is not what in Facebook says about you. Your worth is not in what Instagram says about you. Your worth is not in the social media. Your worth is in the trusting in Jesus. Christ and the righteousness that he has bestowed upon you. But look at the end of that phrase. Look at the end of that verse. The ending phrase just sticks out to me. But he could not be hid. I won't be honest with you. There's a lot of things that you can hide. There's a lot of things that you can try to put under a bushel. But we should let our light shine for Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ cannot be hid. And I'll be honest with you, in Acts chapter number 4, there was a couple of people that spent some time with Jesus Christ, and it was evident that they spent time with Him. As a matter of fact, when Jesus Christ was born, there wasn't any hiding Him then. Why? Because the angels of heaven came down and started singing the praises of the Lamb of God that was born for our, for our uh, 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 that He might be able to pay our sin debt for each and every one of us. Well, the angels came down and began to sing that. Uh, when he was born, the, all of creation began to sing. Thank God. And th- there's no hiding him. You say, well, why do you say that? Well, there's a star that led other people. Creation was le- announcing his birth and letting people know that Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was born. There was no hiding him when he was baptized. Why? Because the thundering voice of God came down and said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. That is wonderful proof and, and wonderful things that there's no hiding. Jesus and there's there's no hiding Jesus when he really gets a hold of your heart you remember the day you got saved and there wasn't no hiding Jesus that day boy some of us have been saved for years and years and years and years and it just seems kind of like it may just have gone off just a little bit but but the excitement of Jesus Christ, the excitement of having a Savior, the excitement of having Him, there's no hiding Jesus Christ when we really truly get excited about the Savior that He has been for us and given uh, the, the salvation that He has been given to us. There's no hiding Him when we think about all of these things. But I want you to look at these remaining verses. Look at verse number 25 with me. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of Him 
and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation. and She besought him that he would uh, cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. Wow. And he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. Now, I'll be honest with you, if it were me, Brother Steve, I'd be saying, okay, you said it's gone, how do I know? Let's, let's be honest. That's me. I guess maybe some of y'all are much more spiritual than I am. I, a lot of y'all, I, probably all of y'all are, but, uh, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I would think, well, how am I going to know that? How, how is this going to be proof? But, but yet, what is it? verse number 30 says, and when she was come to her house, that means she didn't argue with Jesus. She just said, yes, sir. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. Wow. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. Thank you for your word. I thank you for everything that you've given to each and every one of us. And God, we thank you for this night that you've already, boy, we've already felt your spirit moving. And Lord, I pray you would just touch God this evening. God, I pray that you would just help in a special way, touch in a special way. God, we all have needs. As I look around the congregation tonight and think about those that are tuning in way by the internet, God, I think that there's so many that have so many needs and so many things that are going on in their life, God, from, from sickness and, Lord, health problems uh, uh, up until financial problems and, and family issues. And, and, God, I pray that you would just touch in a great and mighty special way. And, Lord, I pray tonight that... Lord, that those ones that don't know you in the free pardon of sin, Lord, my loved ones that need salvation, God, I beg you tonight, God, that you'd send, uh, Lord, send a light that way that they might be able to witness to them, Lord, that they might uh, know the, the, the saving knowledge of you, Lord. I pray that they would be able to have that prayer, God, to, of faith to be able to know you and know you in the fullness of your salvation. And God, I beg you, God, that you'd be with us in this service, God. Lord, that we just give all of our burdens over to you. God, that we just cast our cares upon you because we do know that you love us and care for us. Lord, I beg you, God, that you just touch in this remaining time that we have tonight, Lord. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Boy, when I begin to look through this verse, I begin to think about the things that were going on in, in this lady's life, and, and I begin to see that uh, there were some amazing things that took place. The path that she took because the need that she had is very important. See, there's people that are all over that try to take different paths of their life, and they think, and I'll be honest with you, uh, how many of us men will go ahead and admit and say that I can fix it? Oh, come on, guys. All of us, we can fix it. We're fixers. We're born to be fixed. Some of the ladies are raising their hand. I could do that. Oh, my, that little saying, anything you can do, I can do better, just came to mind. We're fixers. We're just made that way. We, we've got to make sure that we can go ahead and we can fix the problem that we have. And, and, and we know that we can do this. But sometimes we have to just let go and let God take care of everything. Well, not just sometimes. We must do that all the time. 
But the path that she took is so important. Why? Well, look at verse number 25 with me. And a certain, for a certain woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The path that she took was directly to Jesus Christ. See, that amazes me that she didn't sit there and say, well, who can I go to or what can happen or uh, what's my best bet? And, and I'll be honest with you that we sing that song for years and years and years. That's God. And, and, and that's the second verse always says you go to the doctor and they've done all they can do. And there's nothing that can, they can do to help you anymore. And you go to the banker and they say that there's nothing that they can do. But then all of a sudden God shows up. God shows up and shows out and makes a wonderful way. The path that we need to take is not trying to go down to the street to be able to see who can take care of this for us or not to go to somebody else and say, how can you fix this for me? But thank God that we have a God that we can go to. Thank God that we have a Savior that we can go to. Thank God we have a a throne that, that has power and authority that we can go to and make our petitions known unto Him. We can go and that pathway leads directly to the Savior, the one that that cares for us, the one that loves us, the one that desires to help us along. Thank God that we have a loving, caring Savior. Boy, the path that we need to take, that is it. I'm glad somebody told me about Jesus one night. Be honest with you, I was born and raised in a Christian home, and, and I just thought everybody got saved, you know, because that is the way. It, but that night. That night is the night that Jesus Christ made himself real to me and I understood that I needed to be saved. And I'm glad that I heard of him. Somebody told this lady about the Savior. (laughs) Who is it that you need to go tell about the Savior? Who is it that you need to go tell? See, we don't need to use God as a last resort. He needs to be the first call that we make. So many times we do this and, and we don't understand, but the need that she had, this lady had a need and she, she was very serious about this need. Why? Because if there's something wrong with your children, boy, you've got a need. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to get in trouble. I love my boys, but boy, daddy's girl. Come on, guys, back me up on that one. Daddy's girl. When something begins to happen to daddy's girl, boy, there's, there's something that needs to take place. And this lady, her, her daughter was, had that unclean spirit and there wasn't anything that she could do about it. And I'm sure that she took, brother, I, I know that she took brother Robert to several people and tried to, to say, hey, is there anybody you can do? Take her to the doctor and say, is there anything you can do about this? And the doctor just wants to, to medicate her. Doctor just wants to put her to the side and say, there's nothing you can do. But then somebody told her about the great physician. <laughs> and she made her path because of the need that she had. She made sure that she made a direct line at the feet of Jesus and cast herself down upon him. And she was following him. Uh, the, the, the great thing that I, I love about this is, is when you have parallel passages, you begin to see different things about the same passage. In Matthew chapter number 15 is a parallel passage of here in Mark chapter number 7. And if you flip over there with me and look at a few verses in, 15, in chapter number 15, look at verse number 22 with me. And behold, a woman of Canaan 
came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. She's following after him, and she didn't let her surroundings deter her from getting to Jesus Christ. I'm sure there were people that were saying, Hey, don't bother the master. I'm sure there were people that were saying, Hey, you're a Greek. You don't have any right to be here. Oh, my glory. Hallelujah. But thank God someday I had the right to go to Jesus Christ. Thank God today I have the right to go to Jesus Christ and make my petitions known. And thank God that she persisted there and continued on and she pursued after him. Look at verse 23. And he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying, Send her away for she crieth after us. Get rid of this crazy woman. Yeah? <laughs> Get rid of her. She's, she's messed up. She just keeps on crying after us. She won't let go. Tell her to go away. <coughs> but he doesn't. Thank God that he hasn't sent anybody away. Look at verse number 26 and, and chapter number 7 in the book of Mark. And the woman was a Greek Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth. That word that begins to go to, bes- to besought means that it began to beg, to be able to go forth and just uh, cast herself down upon her, up, upon her knees, upon her face, just lying down before him saying, God have mercies, Jesus Christ, you can do this. Nobody else has been able to do. The path that I'm taking is directly to you. The need that I have is heal my daughter. Boy, it was grievous. Boy, the greatest burdens are those that we carry for others. We have those loved ones that we, there's nothing we can do. All we can do is pray. And we feel so insignificant. We feel like we're not doing anything. We're not making any progress. But but God has... A plan. What a wonderful plan because the path that she took and began to go out. And, and there ain't no hiding Jesus when we begin to look at how uh, she kept on going after him and kept on uh, pleading for him. And, and even when it didn't seem like it was he was going to answer, she continued to press on. She was that Greek person. She was that one that really had no right. Yet she continued on pressing. Jesus, help me. Boy, but look at the petition she made. Verse number 26, and the woman was a Greek Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him. That word actually really truly going in is amazing to interrogate. Really, to interrogate, to be able to, to go forth in such a way, but to make that request known. She made her petition known to the right person. <laughs> Have y'all ever had to deal with the government? I heard some good chuckles on that one. You deal with the government and you say, I need to talk to somebody about this. And they say, well, I'm not the right person to talk to about this, but I can get you in touch with that person. And you hold for another 45 minutes and then another person answers. Uh, Well, for an hour and 45 minutes, let me rephrase that. An hour and 45 minutes, another person answers and says, well, I'm not the right person to talk to. I can't help you with that, but I'll send you over to another person and you get disconnected. Sorry, I'm having some flashbacks, yeah. 
some problems. But that's that's the way that it seems to happen in this work. But God doesn't send us to somebody else. The petition that we make known is just simply she's beseeching, uh, beseeching after him and besought him and, and interrogating and making a request. And she didn't uh, uh, back down. She didn't him haul around. She just simply said, God, Jesus, this is what I need. Because of the path that she took, because of the need that she had, the petition was made because of the need that she had. The need was so great. And the boy, the petition that was known, what was simply put? Just tell God. What can we do tonight about that that burden on our heart? Just tell God. Tell God. This is the hard part. Easy preaching, hard living, leave it. Everybody says, oh, that's easy. Oh, no. It seems like every time I go and say, Lord, I'm, I'm really, I'm giving this over to you and I, I can't carry this burden anymore and I, I know that you can take care of it and I have the faith that you can take care of it and understand that you can do all of these things and God, I'm giving it over to you and I'm going to get up from this place and I'm not even going to worry about it anymore and then when I get up, I walk away, I go home, I pillow my head and guess what? The first thing that comes to my head when I close my eyes. Did you know worrying? Is rather sinful. Oh my. Help me Lord. But it's truly to say. That just tell God. Philippians chapter number 4. Verse number 6 says this. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving let your requests. Be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing at all. Uh, We can try to make it on our own, but we need to tell God and let Him do the work. Let Him go ahead and do it because He's the one that's able to do it. Boy, the noise that we make. Have you you ever heard the, the saying, the squeaky wheel gets the oil? And how true that is. To be honest with you, we got a string door on our back porch and I've wore out WD-40, bless God, on that. Boy, we, we continue on and the noise that it's making, but... Sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I felt like, Brother Jose, maybe I was just bothering God. Because I just kept on and kept on and kept on. But I had to come to the realization that as many times as my kids come to me, I don't ever get tired of hearing their requests. I love them. I care for them. And I had to come to the realization that God feels the same way about you and I. That every time we come to him, he loves to hear from us. He loves to enjoy, he enjoys being able to hear uh, the way that we go. Boy, that we could have the faith that people had back in the Bible times. Boy, Matthew 17 says, You have the faith, the grain of a mustard seed. Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. We read those verses and we say, Wow. But those letters are in red, Brother Steve. That means that Jesus Christ is speaking to us and he says that we can do that. Matthew chapter number 8 verse number 10 says that Jesus heard it. He marveled when the centurion had made his request and he said, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. Mark chapter number 7 verse number 29. Look what he says to this lady. For this saying, go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. Ask in faith. Ask in confidence. 
James chapter number 4 says that ye have not because ye ask not. My. So just make a noise. Make your petition known unto God. As a matter of fact, there's sometimes when we just go so far that we don't even know what else to say. Turn, turn back over with me to Mark, or Matthew chapter number 15. In Matthew chapter number 15, once again, the parallel passage to this in verse number 25. Look what he says. Then came she and worshipped. Oh, you mean still in the middle of her trial, still in the middle of her tribulations, still in the middle of the problems that she was having? Her daughter still hadn't been healed yet, but yet she came to him, fell down and worshipped him. A lot of people say, well, when God does this for me, then I'll worship him like this. Amen, Brother Earl. Worship him, worship him, worship him. No matter the circumstances, no matter what's going on, no matter whether your prayer has been answered or not, just worship him. But look what it continues to say. Worship him saying, I don't know what else to say. Lord... Help me. I'll be honest with you, Brother Humphrey. I can can hear the desperation in her voice as I read through these these verses. For the word of God, I can hear the desperation that she's just saying, I'm at my ropes in. I don't know what else to do. I don't know who else to turn to. God, Lord, help me. Boy, isn't it wonderful to know that we can make our petitions known to Him and He will hear our prayer. Being persistent there at the feet of Jesus Christ. And I hear He's telling that, uh, there that uh, this is for the children of, uh, of Israel and she's not shaken. She just continues on and she begins to go forward. And, and where sometimes where we stop and we say, well, no, you can't go and you can't do that. And some of us would have given up. She goes on. But then there's something that happens. Look in Mark chapter number 7, verse number 29. And he said unto her, For this saying, (laughs) it wasn't because she was special. It wasn't because she had done some favor. It wasn't because she made a donation. It wasn't because she had done any, anything else for this saying. Wow. For this saying, go thy way. Lord, I need a little proof. Just go thy way. Just believing, trusting. No matter what we think and no matter what's going on around us, just trust Jesus Christ. The proof will be there when we get there. Now this is where uh, the faith kicks into action. And, and, and she did as Jesus Christ commanded in verse number 30. And when she was come to her house and found the devil was gone out of her daughter, and her daughter laid upon the bed. Wow! You mean to tell me that she actually got what she persistently prayed for? I'll be honest with you. There's going to be things that people pray for for years. And when God gives the answer or turns it around, I believe some people start shouting. 
I believe somebody just might get excited about what God has done for them because they consistently, persistently pray and stay at the feet of Jesus Christ and they continue on. And then all of a sudden, everything that they have been praying for, God has opened the door for them. Boy, we need to have that kind of faith. But you say, well, the kind of faith that she'd just be able to walk away. She didn't stay and she didn't argue. She just did as he said. She took him at his word. Lord, if you said it. Yes, sir. Lord, if you, if you, if you say that it's done, it's done. Took him at his word. Why? Because his word is true. Because he will keep his his word. Because he doesn't lie. Because he is truth. And simply her obedience. Don't ask God to do something if you're not willing to move when he says to go. God, do this. He says, okay, go. And then sit there. Then we don't get to enjoy the blessings that God has given to us. Boy, she had had a long journey back and I'm sure she kept going and she didn't give up short. She just kept on going and she, guess what? She got a new daughter. Somebody that was brand new, it seemed like it wasn't even the same girl because everything that had been going against her was now gone. And all of a sudden that, that daughter that was writhing about with a demon now is just... I could just imagine the sweet smile on her face. Boy, when her daughter was come, she found the devil gone out of it. There's no arguing with that. And the new daughter, that don't give up on that loved one because there's somebody that you're praying for. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on that husband. Don't give up on that daughter. Don't give up on that son. Don't give up on that wife. Don't give up on those grandkids. Don't give up on what's, what you're praying about. Pray without ceasing is the word of God. Continue on. I love that old song, Thanks to Calvary. I'm not what I used to be. Thanks to Calvary, I'm different than I was before. The tears ran down my face. I tried to tell them. Thanks to Calvary, I don't live here anymore. <laughs> what a wonderful thought to be able to know that God has made us new. Boy, a new home that's filled with the Holy Spirit of God. When the devil's gone about, we don't have to fight with him anymore. You say, well, when's that going to happen? Well, there's coming a day. And I believe it's coming soon. Where God shall wipe every tear from our eyes. <laughs> and we will get to be with him forevermore. What a wonderful, wonderful promise that we have in the word of God. Just want to keep on telling you. Just press on. Keep praying. Don't give up. Don't give up when you're that close. You don't know how close you may be. Just don't give up. Keep on praying for that loved one. Keep on praying for that situation. Keep on praying, no matter what that is, keep on praying that God will move 
He just may move tonight. 